does the rule of 100 work in retirement? Well, you may have heard about the rule of 100. You may be asking, well, what is that? And in general, it's a rule of thumb, and we want you to understand what it is, how it's applied in retirement planning. And again, we want you to understand that's a rule of thumb. It's not specific in our eyes enough, but it gets you in the general direction to start asking some good questions when it comes to risk management uh, and devising a, a portfolio that's going to be catered to you and how you feel about risk. So we walked that through. Um, there's quite a bit in this episode. You're going to love it. Yeah. The, the One of the things that we have learned and are working and doing this business now for quite a few years is that you know a client's perception of happiness, of what they want, is a lot of that tied to, hey, you know what? I want my investment plan to match my thinking. And what we never want is to sit in front of somebody and they go, wait a minute, I'm not comfortable with this. And so we believe this conversation around risk is extremely important uh, for you to be able to have a good investment structure that you're comfortable with and that you're not stressed out, late awake at night, worried about what's going to happen in the markets. And our clients are not doing that. I mean, because they've had this risk conversation. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, hey, I want to review my risk conversation, well, then you still need to listen to this so that you can get it back in your mind. Uh, we do go through a lot. Don't forget, you can go to the website, you can go to the blog page and get uh, an article written on this very topic so you can kind of read it through. That might be helpful for you. But before we get into this episode, we have a very quick disclosure. That's right. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome to Secure Your Retirement. Today, uh, Merce and I are going to really talk about uh, a rule of thumb around risk and is it the right way to do it? What is the right way to do to think about risk? And let me just kind of give a little bit of a setup here. I mean, you know, risk of how much we take in investments is really subjective. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that we just have to really kind of look at things as an individual. And we're going to illustrate that today uh, and kind of walk you through our conversation that we have with a client or anybody who is talking to us about how much risk they want to take. Because a lot of times in our industry, somebody might come in and they would say, you know, I think I'm moderately conservative. And I say, okay, well, what does that mean to you? And the reality is the person could have been told by their current advisor that they're invested moderately conservative or moderately aggressive or aggressive, and they still don't have a real good understanding of what that means. Because if we break it down to numbers, which is what we're going to do today, where you would say, okay, what would that look like if I were in a growth portfolio? What would my potential of loss be? And that's really where we take that conversation. It can be different. Sometimes people say, well, what should my risk be based on my age? And that is really the theme of what we're trying to say, we think that rule of thumb is not the right way to do it. 
There is a rule of thumb. It's called the rule of 100. It's all age-based. And the way it works is, is you would take 100 and then you would subtract your age. So again, let's think if I were 50, right? Simple start. I got 100. I am now 50 years old. So I would subtract my age and the bottom number is the most, according to that rule of 100, that I should have at risk. The other 50% should not be at risk. Well, I'm going to tell you, I am 50. And that is not the way I believe today. That's not the type of risk that I, w the way I would want my exposure. I feel like, hey, I've got plenty of working years left. And so I would never say I'm going to take 50% of my money and put it in 100% safety. It just doesn't fit my personality. Now, I still want to have good risk controls on what is actually invested. But in that part of the portfolio, I don't want to go put 50% of my money in complete safe vehicles. Now, imagine this. And as I get older, so now let's say I'm 70. You take 100, subtract my age, so I'm 70, 100 minus 70 says 30 at the bottom, so no more than 30% of my money should be at risk. 70%, according to that rule, should be safe. Now, that might work for people, but there's a lot of people, they go, wait, well, I don't understand why or how or, you know, what's the math on that because I'm not, you know, necessarily like everybody else. I always tell people, there could be two people at the table, same assets, same income, everything the same. And one person might say, you know what? If I just earn 4% a year, I'm golden. I don't need to worry about risk. I don't want to think about it. Let's don't take any risk. I could have another person who says, I've got more than enough money. I could afford to lose a little bit. Let's go ahead and grow the assets. Maybe it's going to be for the kids. All right. Two different mentalities, same age, same everything. One person will take more risk than the other. So what I wanted us to do in order for you to help you to really understand how this works is we're going to do a little role play. Merce is going to be the advisor. I'm going to be the client and we'll kind of walk you through. So Merce, if you don't mind, can you kind of set up the way we would have this conversation for somebody as to how we're going to think about risk, not doing some simple rule of thumb? Yeah. So we, we adopted this method of um, establishing risk a while ago. Um, if you go back and you know think about the first time you started investing or working with someone, the way to assess risk was based off of a set of questions that were are very subjective. Questions like, um, if you if you go to Vegas, uh, do you uh, go all in on a, a certain type of bet, or you know do you play the penny slots, or what do you do? To and it, very subjective subjective questions like that. They're supposed to give the advisor some sense of. How how do you you uh, how do you view and feel about risk? And while that that can work, what we like about this system is that it's very numerically driven. So it says, how do you feel about risk? Also in a six month window. So we're talking short term. How do we feel about risk in a six month window? And rather than asking open open type of answer questions, it's more of, hey, let's put your dollars to it and let's assign a potential of loss to it and a potential of gain to it. So it'll ask a question of, um, if say you have a million dollars and you are now we're going to add risk to that those, those million dollars. So if it loses ten percent, well, we're not just saying ten percent. We're also saying ten percent means losing a hundred thousand dollars in a six month window. Sometimes when the person says I can handle ten percent, but we say by the way ten percent is a hundred thousand dollars of that million it starts to get their mind thinking a little bit more about, well, am I truly comfortable with losing $100,000? And so that's what this, this, this role play that we're about to go through 
is and and so I'm just gonna I'm gonna start it off, Raiden, and I'm gonna say, okay, let's go through this, Raiden. You've got a million dollars to work with, and we want to set you up for retirement, but we we want to take risks, we want to earn some money, but we don't all we also want to set up a profile of a portfolio that is gonna have things in place so that you're not losing sleep at night. And so we need to understand what that number is for you. Everyone's a little bit different, and so if you look at the screen, Raiden, you'll see that. You know, we're, we put your million dollars here and we've got a slide rule. And the slide basically says we've got the potential to now assign risk to that million dollars. And it starts somewhere in the middle, just to give you an idea. In the middle on a, a million dollars is around 14%. You have an equal chance to lose 14%. By the way, that's $140,000. You have an equal chance to gain that 14%. So a nice gain. And so Raiden, I'm going to take the slide all the way to the left. The left is a negative 4% loss, negative four on a million is $40,000. And so what I want you to do is as I start moving this slide to the right, you tell me, again, this is a a gut reaction to risk. You tell me where you think you are on this on the scale of saying, uh, once I get to this point, I'm, I'm, I'm getting uncomfortable. So we're at 7%, 7% is around $68,000 of loss. And I'll just keep moving it as we approach 10 we're at around a hundred thousand. I'm gonna loss. not to interrupt you, but I'm gonna answer this the way a lot of our clients will answer this and kind of walk you through the mentality as I give the answer. Um, a lot of times in this part of the conversation with when when Merce is doing this with a with a client, they start relating how they did say last year or the last time they lost money, right? So like right now, a lot of people say in 2022 I lost about 20 percent of my money because that's what the market was down. So they go, that didn't feel very good at all. I didn't like that. And then they start trying to talk to themselves about saying, yeah, but I don't want to lose that much more on top of this. And so they're weighing their risk based off of what happened last year. We do try to say, look, let's don't do it that way. Let's just look at it going forward. But you got to do it yourself. He just made it to 10%. Most people kind of say, look, I've lived through 10% pullbacks. I will say of our clients, the vast majority once we go back and forth, they're going to kind of stop it around this point right here. And they're going to say, you know what, 10%, a negative 100,000, would not like it, wouldn't be happy necessarily, but it wouldn't make me lose sleep. I understand the markets have to breathe a little bit. So I'm going to stop right here at 10%. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. And I say, okay, so we've established our baseline. 10% is our initial gut reaction of how we feel about risk. We start to get uncomfortable once we're at that 10% threshold. Now, what we want to do is hone it in a little bit further. And uh, if you could see the screen, what you'd see is one, on one side, on the left, we have one option. In the middle, we have the one that we just chose, chose which is that 10%. And then on the right, we have another option. And this is typically where someone in the room would, or the client would typically say, this is kind of like an eye exam. You know, when the, eye, the person puts the, the eye doctor puts the screen in front of your face and says, hey, which one looks better, A or B? We're doing something very similar, but with numbers involved. And so now, Raiden, 
So you just told me that I think 10% on the downside is kind of my threshold. And I now I'm going to say, well, what if we can make that better? What if we can improve that? And I'll tell you, it's different for different families. So one person, and this would be the left side of the choice, says, well, what if I can make the same reward? In this case, the reward is 10% while reducing my risk, reducing my risk from a 10% loss potential to a 6% loss potential. So going from a 100000 to about a $60,000 loss potential. That's the left. That's saying, I like making what I was going to make, and I want to be able to reduce that risk. So less risk, same reward. The right side says, hey, I think I'm comfortable with that 10% downside. I'm not comfortable with much more than that. So what if I can increase my reward and take the same amount of risk? So I have a 16% gain potential while keeping my downside of 10% the same. So Raiden, which one looks better to you? The left, which is less risk, or the right, which is more reward? Yeah, I think in this case, I'm comfortable with the risk. I think that that 10%, you know, down, I, you know, I understand that. That makes sense to me. And if I have more reward, I would move to the right. Okay. And it's funny, sometimes people say, well, that's a no-brainer. I would go to the right because I can earn more. And what I tell that person is that someone else could say, well, that's a no-brainer. I would go to the left because I can reduce my risk. So this is a very, it's a thought-provoking exercise that we're going through here. And so now I'll take you back to where we are with Raiden. So Raiden said, 10% is kind of my downside. So let's keep it there and let's see if we can maximize the risk a little bit, but not taking our, uh, maximize the return a little bit, but not taking our risk any higher. Now the software is saying, okay, we have two options. We can stay where we are at that negative 10% downside, or to sweeten the pot, we can actually go for a higher rate of return. So go for, in this case, going from 16% growth to 19% growth. But in order to get a better return, we have to realize that we have to take a little bit more risk. We have to add some more risk to the table. So taking it from a 10% risk factor to a 12%, which is going from 100,000 potential loss to 120,000 potential loss for a little bit better gain. So Raiden, which one looks better, the middle where we were, or do we want to take a little bit more risk to earn a little bit more potential? So the rationale that I'm looking at right now is that I get quite a bit more upside with a little bit of extra risk. It's still kind of within my range. Again, I'm starting to get a little bit nervous uh, around that. I feel like, though, I could take it a little step higher um, in order to get those returns because I feel like I got a little bit behind from 2022 and I want to catch up. I don't want to like get myself in a place where I don't get some of the upside that might be coming. So, yeah, let's take it up one more notch. Okay. So we take it up one more notch. So now we're at a negative 12. We started at negative 10. Now we're saying we're comfortable pushing it to a negative 12. And now our last one here, and then the eye doctor goes away. The last one is, well, what if we could earn better? Again, with the same premise of in order to earn better, we have to take our risk up. So going from a negative 12 now to a negative 14% potential downside in a six-month window, which one looks better, right in the left or the right? Yeah, I was already pushing it to go to the 12. And so... Uh, I'm going to just stick with where I was. Okay. So with that, with four or five questions, we've really put some numbers to what's going on in the, in the really in the clients. Uh, this would be more of the behavioral side of finance and understanding how they look at risk and the potential of loss. We've realized now that Raiden's downside in a six-month window is around that 12%, uh, 12% down potential of loss. So now what we do with that is we have some guidance as to how are we going to set up 
a, a an investment plan that's going to do two things for for Raiden. One is uh, we want it to be within a risk uh, risk category. So we want it to earn as best as it can, but we also don't want to take too much risk to make that return. And so uh, that's now the next step of how do we put a plan together that's going to achieve growth, but also not too much risk for what Raiden is comfortable with. Yeah. And so what this does is it really gives us a way to now have a very simple plan for the client, right? We talk about our three bucket strategy. We've got cash, we've got money that we could put in our income and safety bucket, and then we've got money that's in the growth bucket. And when we combine that together, we're trying to put it into an investment plan now that fits that overall risk tolerance. And so now we know how to split that up, and then we can build out a what we call our one-page investment plan or strategy that the client goes, 100%, I'm on board with this. And now we're never sitting in front of a client going, wait a minute, because uh, in their mind, go back to what I said earlier, a, a person, we have it all the time, a person says, I told my advisor I was moderately conservative, and last year I lost X, and that was way more than I wanted to lose. What that tells me is, is that they did not understand the risk exposure of whatever that advisor's moderately conservative portfolio was. Because again, it's not, that wording doesn't mean anything. And so just keep that in mind. Uh, you know, you'll see that all the time on, on even mutual funds. They'll call themselves a conservative mutual fund or a moderately conservative mutual fund based on their mix of stocks and bonds. But the reality is we want to know what the loss potential is. And that's going to really help us have a very happy, non-worry retirement plan. And that's really what we're trying to achieve. So if you listen to this, I know it was a visual. I mean, not we, we talked about a visual that you couldn't see. Maybe you're thinking, man, I'd like to run through that myself. Feel free to set up a call with us. You can go to the website, top right-hand corner, and just schedule a call. We're glad to walk you through this. We'll, if we either come in the office or on Zoom, and we'll walk you through this, and you can see all the things that we were just talking about and help you understand what your risk exposure is once you take and go through that exercise. We hope this has been helpful. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.